0: Welcome to Freelance with Freedom. I'm your host, Harriet Hadfield, and I'm so excited you're here. I help creative freelancers become fully booked and in demand in any market, on their terms and without burning out. I went from broke makeup artists living in a room I couldn't stand up in, living paycheck to paycheck, to working on the red carpets of LA as a celebrity makeup artist. I also created a six-figure business during a global pandemic in less than seven months. After working around the world and on set as a celebrity makeup artist 15 plus year, I was tired, tired of the hustle culture and an emphasis on being busy. I was tired of the starving artist mentality and buying into the narrative, there's only one way to be successful. So I decided to create my own version of success to break the rules and rewrite my own. And I wanna show you how to do the same. If you're a freelance creative and you want to generate consistent income, work with your dream clients, and step into the CEO role in your business, you're in the right place. There's room for you at this table. I'm so excited because today's episode is sponsored by my mastermind, The Industry Icon. The Industry Icon Mastermind is a six-month group program for creative freelancers who are ready to build a global brand identity and iconic status as the leaders in their field, book the biggest clients, make infinitely more money, and build a world-renowned reputation. From selling education to sponsorship and retainers with the biggest brands in the world, Industry Icon will teach you how to position yourself as a true visionary in your industry. So join the waitlist now to be notified when applications open to the public. Super excited today because I have my incredible dear friend and client, Roof, who is one of our Industry Icon Mastermind clients. And I've said this before to you, Rishon, but you are 100% an icon, especially (laughs) an Industry Icon. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me back. Yeah.
0: What is so lovely, I think, about knowing you for a few years now is I've really seen where your business started and how it's developed, and how you've really taken ownership of you being the goat, the original, the depotting queen. And for anyone who doesn't know, Grishan has been on the podcast before, so I'll I'll link her episode somewhere. You can hear talk more about her business in detail. But for anyone who is living under a rock and doesn't know about you and your business, can you give a quick intro and tell us about what
1: your creative business is? So I'm called Deepa Chopra on social media. Basically, we take people's kits into its most optimized form. So it allows them, instead of having a big kit, we get it to a smaller size that not just opens their creativity, but makes it easy for them to go from one job to another, to take more clients, and also to save money from their back problem related expenses.
0: Mm. This is one thing I love about you is that you're also very mission driven. And I think when it comes to creating a successful business, Something I think is very synonymous with industry icons is people who have a bigger why, people who know exactly what their business, the problem it's solving, they know who it's for. Where did that come from for you? This kind of mission that, because really you are changing the industry. Again, when I first started out, it was all about having the fancy brands and everything being like we all carried the crazy kits. But I think you not only normalized it, you actually changed an industry standard, (laughs) which is a huge accomplishment. How did you find your mission?
1: I don't know. I know how it started. It's Mm. from laziness and we learned Mm. to monetize the laziness, right? (laughs) But now it's making it pretty. And also our goal is to have people let go of the insecurities attached Mm. to brands. A lot of makeup artists are worried about the potting. It's not an original packaging. I will lose my clients. Mm. We need them to get out of that and remember that it's their skills that gets them through. It's not the brands that they use. A client will never care if the makeup artist used high-end products or drugstore. As long as the makeup stayed beautiful, it stayed on. That's all they care about. So we're trying to make sure that people don't forget how they got here and what will keep them here.
0: Mm. I love that. And I think when it comes to the success you've seen in your business, if you had to pick like two things, let's say that have been integral in your growth, what have been the two biggest things that you think have helped you build this business
1: year on year out where people know you as an industry icon now? The constant drive to learn. Every time there's a new product out, I'm first to buy it. I will buy it at least three times so I can practice, so I can film it for social and film it for something else that I haven't talked about. But it has become a trend. Mm -hmm. But we need people to know this is not amateur hour. We're doing it right. Mm -hmm. And we consult with cosmetic chemists. We consult with product developers to make sure that what we're doing is not affecting the product. Mm,
0: I love that. And for me, one of the most beautiful things to witness in my clients is seeing them really take ownership of not just being the goat, but again, being divisive and having an opinion. So Mm. one thing I would love to hear how like the mastermind has helped you with that identity piece is really taking ownership of like, no, I am the first, I'm the creator. And I'm going to shout that from the rooftops. Tell me about that.
1: And you know, you know how long it took me to take Mm. ownership of that because you're one of the first people who Introduce me to the world and then you're also one of those people who told me, like, girl, you need yeah. to own this. Every time you try to be humble, you're taking away from the hard work that you and your team have done. So yeah. that really stuck to me. So now when people are like, when people ask me, I'm just like, I'm a fucking legend. Yeah! for anyone who can't see, that's like hands oh, in the air. I'm, I'm, I'm changing like... as I say it, but I'm just putting it out there.
0: There's nothing that makes me happier. Like that right there is why Mm -hmm. I live for coaching, because I think what happens as well when people, even if there's an element of like, oh, weird saying it, or there's any level of cringe, the more you can tell yourself, the better it makes you as a business owner. Like I have seen that in you, Grishan.
1: So I see it in a lot of people that they think really, really highly of themselves, but they're not. Mm. so for me to just to be honest like I see a lot of people doing this and I honestly think no one comes close to Mm -hmm. how well we do it so I'm really (laughs) really proud of that and I thank you for allow like for kicking my butt to finally be able to say it out loud yeah
0: and and I think that's the thing like as industry icons we can have a deep-rooted knowing of like I'm onto something this is good Mm -hmm. this is big But the ownership required, and I think we talk a lot about in the industry icon about identity shifts and really what it looks like. Something I said to you, I was like, okay, what is like seven figure Grishon doing? Like, what decisions is she making? (laughs) How is she showing up for this brand? And I think like, when it comes to what you've done for your brand, Grishon, like, I'm so proud of you for putting yourself out there. I know you're someone who doesn't love being front facing on social media, but you've Uh not let that stop you building a business. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Well, it's, <laughs> it's really, don't get me wrong, it's still really hard, mm-hmm. but it's just like knowing you got to do it. You yeah. just have to. I, am, I feel like people trust you more when they see your face. People trust you more when they hear your actual voice instead of using mm-hmm. like a voiceover that came with an app. But I don't think I would be confident as confident if I knew I didn't have the skills and the knowledge to back it up. Mm-hmm. That is always what makes me. Like, just swallow it, just do it. Mm. You know, we're never lying. We're never misrepresenting skills and deliverables. Mm. So that's what I hold on to in my Mm. head as I'm cringing when the camera's in front of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But again, I think so many people need to hear this. The goal isn't that it's going to be easy or you're magically never going to feel uncomfortable. The goal is you feel all those things and you do it anyway. I think a lot of people have the misconception of like, oh, one day it's just going to feel completely easy and I'm never going to have a problem doing it versus like, no, that will be the work. Like I know a lot of the work we've done with you is the identity around like, what would it look like if you're like, no, it goes beyond being the goat. It goes beyond being the queen. Like again, if I really claim that and sit in that, where Mm -hmm. do I want to take this business? Like how big can it be? Again, I just love it when I see people tagging you in things and reposting. You are the queen of this. Thank you. I agree. I think so. (laughs) Did you see what I did? (laughs) I love it. It makes me so happy. But I think where this is a good question, actually. Like when it comes to being creatives, especially, where do you think that resistance, let's say, comes from in terms of owning our zone of genius, our unique gifts? Where do you think the resistance comes from?
1: It's probably cultural too. Like a lot of Asians, Mm -hmm. we're trained to, not be boastful Mm -hmm. and then being an immigrant now you're coming to another country you're nobody Mm -hmm. everything you've done previously where we are from means zero so Mm -hmm. I feel like that reinforces that kind of behavior and it's Mm -hmm. like it's another level of growing up Mm -hmm. that that gets you to be able to to own that.
0: Mm, that's such an amazing way of describing it and thank you for sharing that with us because I know definitely like when it comes to what we get taught environmentally culturally socially even being a creative I think about the narratives in our industry especially within hair and makeup it's Mm -hmm. very like the old school narrative was like seen but don't be heard, or it was kind of like, you know, stay small in the background,
1: wait your time. And turn. also for women in general. Yeah. A lot of women, we were raised to be like meek and mild and mm. you know, like it's the man that takes the spotlight. No, no, that's done. Preach.
0: Preach! <laughs> Getting all excited. Yeah, no, I, co- I couldn't agree more. And I think that's something I found so incredible. I still find it funny when I go for dinner with my husband and I still laugh when they bring the card reader to him. And I'm like, hey, she's, yeah. over here. <laughs> she's over here. But I think there's so many pockets throughout our day-to-day life where that is reinforced to us, especially as creatives and even more so as women creatives, where it's like, yes. we got told this was going to be a hobby. We got told this is a cute idea. It's not something you can really make money from. And like I said, I've been so privileged seeing you do this from the get go, where I could see the passion you had for it. You call it laziness. I don't think it's laziness. I think like from day one, I could see your commitment to doing it well. Again, that mm-hmm. was never lost on me. I remember thinking, oh, like, yeah. I depart, but I'm like, get
1: over with and done. <laughs> for yeah, me, no, it was no. like, <laughs> I, I, I don't yeah. sleep. I live my life every day. Like it's my always my best, no matter what I do. Even if it's cutting grass, it mm-hmm. will be my best because I feel like it keeps me from sleeping if I didn't give it my all. Yeah. So that's another, that's because I love to sleep. <laughs> me too. I feel like finding ways to attribute it to something else instead mm. of me just being awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and still like a more work in progress yeah we all are
0: and and I think it's again even that is something that I think as women especially and creatives very easy to be like perfectly imperfect I'm a work in progress it's like yes and I'm a fucking genius Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean like the two can coexist I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we get taught to play our achievements down I think humble is the word that gets thrown around a lot and I'm like
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're also told we can't do two things well mm-hmm. at the same time. You're mm-hmm. either lucky in love or something somewhere mm-hmm. else. Like it's bullshit. It, yeah. So now like it's every time like a woman is making decision between take family or work, mm-hmm. if they're doing well in work, their brain tells them they're they're sucking at family life. So, you know, it's just how we're trained for some reason. Mm.
0: It's so true. And I think like This becomes so painfully aware, especially like the older you get as a woman, where even as someone who doesn't want children, I know there's sometimes an expectation of like, well, your life should be fantastical. You've got no reason not to achieve Mm -hmm. high things because why wouldn't you? And I think, again, this onus of industry icons create their dream life and dream life doesn't just have to be like ruling the world and kicking ass at something. It can totally be that too. But I think the onus on deciding what you want your day-to-day to to look like, especially when I think about like bro marketing advice where it's very like the 5 a.m. club and like the ice baths and all that. And Mm kudos to you if you love that, great. But I think we have to redefine that being an industry icon, there's not one way to do it. It doesn't look a certain way. Like genuinely, what is your version of a dream life? If that is sleeping until midday, by God, make that your reality. Yeah,
1: for me, it's I want work to be optional. Mm, yeah it's, no. it's so simple I don't want to fly coach it's little yeah. things mm. this is the level at least I want to at least maintain 100% I couldn't and maybe for you. somebody else that's super shallow they want mm. properties they want islands I don't care I mm. just don't want to I just want to work optionally <laughs>
0: mm. and that that is my favorite thing about this mastermind because when I set it up I realized very quickly that a lot of creatives, because they've come from this idea of hustling and always being on, when it comes to the next phase of what I call creative entrepreneurship, so you have a level of demand, it's like, okay, what happens next? So many people still have the belief it has to be really hard and they have to do all the things. Something we talk a lot about in Freelance for Freedom is how to start setting up your team, how to start putting support things in place so that you can be work-optional Because I've always believed that if your business relies solely on you, you don't Mm -hmm. have a sustainable business. How has that been for you learning about that?
1: Yeah, that's why the struggle is really hard to find me Mm -hmm. in other people. You know, some people, they have the skill, but the sanitation's not there. Mm -hmm. Some people have the drive, but the skills are nowhere close or it's hard to teach. So I'm trying to branch out and maybe look for people that have never done it instead because I feel like it's easier for me to train someone versus someone who already thinks they know and to have to unlearn some skills Mm. that's why I left out with my husband who was a pastry chef and now he quit his job and he's doing this and he's great at the potting because he's good with creams Mm. the detail work is so sanitary he's Mm. used to heat so actually, he's better than me. I'm just faster. So now we're trying to find oh, like good. mini Dipachopra Chopra people to join the team. That's yeah. why I want to do classes. But I want to pick from the people who enrolled. Because for me, that's already a level of commitment
0: mm. that a lot of
1: people don't invest in.
0: Yeah. And I know when we looked at your business model, and this is something I love doing within the mastermind, is like everyone who's in the mastermind, they all have very different business models. So figuring out what is the most efficient way for you to become work optional and for you to make the most income in a way that feels peacefully scalable. I think Mm -hmm. scaling, that word has become a very like buzzy word. But I think for me, if it's not sustainable, I'm not interested. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to teach you all how to burn out more and make money i want you to have the more money and i want you to decide okay when do i want to work now
1: yes yeah the goal is for not people to just have just learn to depart i want them to learn mm. to depart to maintain their kids or maybe hopefully offer it as a business maybe mm. someday they'll pay it forward mm. and hire other people it's just yeah. such a good way to build community i can't mm. stress it enough
0: speaking of community because i think that's something that is really important to me and i think especially when you have a business that revolves around a very important mission or you know exactly why you're doing it community ends up being a huge part of the journey how has it been navigating like building your community especially owning that kind of like leadership role of like hey i'm here you're going to learn
1: from me i'm very lucky that it's really easy for me on social like especially instagram i feel like all my followers are really into either makeup or organization, so that's easy. Because and I feel like this is the success of the account is because we're consistent. Mm. We're only departing. We're not doing other things. Mm. I'm not. I'm not saying other people's tactics are wrong. I just feel like it keeps my audience loyal mm. because they know. Even if they didn't see me for a month, they can just go on my account and know that that's all they're going to see. Mm. They don't feel like, oh, she's sewing today and she's cooking tomorrow. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. So we're, we're consistent that way. I think that's very helpful.
0: I 100% agree. I think there's a temptation to feel like we have to always have like a new trick or be doing something new. But I've seen it myself. Like I think when you really get good at saying the same thing over and over again, where people, like you said, come to your page, they know exactly what to expect. They know what problem you're solving, how they're going to help them. They won't just come back time and time again. They tell other people to join. Like one of the things we talk about in Industry Icon is how powerful shareable content is. Like, if you want to be an industry icon, your content should be shared. I still remember when I found you, Grishan, it was because someone shared you with me. Like, they literally were like, Harry, you have to know about this girl called Grishan. She does this amazing... Again, we didn't even call it de-potting that. I can't remember what we called it. But you were just like, yeah, decanting and like moving things into smaller bottles and... As soon as I saw you, I was like, oh, my God, everyone needs to know about this. This <laughs> is mm-hmm. yes, it's life changing. And yes. from day one, you have done the same thing in and out. The only thing I think has changed is that identity of leadership and really claiming we
1: are the best at this. Mm-hmm. Before I had music, I just typed so much stuff on there. And now it's just like, no, nope, everything's white it's just sped up there's no cuts or anything anymore because it's like we're not hiding anything
0: Mm. nothing's
1: breaking behind the scenes and we're Mm. putting you know it's just like it's so cool because also like sometimes I'm busy and I'm not able to respond to comments Mm. and other followers are now replying to other Mm. people especially on TikTok because it's such a different energy so Mm. I go in I post I leave it's other people now that are answering for me so that's pretty cool that's community right there that's exactly that's community yeah I think I can even
0: I can think of so many examples obviously with both my programs there is quite literally a community with inside so mm-hmm. I see that happening all the time where someone's like oh my god I've just been through that let me walk you through that or I know in the mastermind we have people proofreading things for each other and being like oh what about if you say it this way this would be yes. even better like mm-hmm. that that for me is community where mm-hmm. as a leader ironically like you set the tone I think it's a little bit like a really strong leader sets the tone so other people are like oh this is what Grisham would say let me tell you what Grisham would help you do and like you said it's this beautiful ripple effect
1: where especially if you have a mission or a problem you solve it gets solved so much quicker Mm -hmm. also like you said I set the tone I'm never negative on there it's like my followers also they know how to behave Mm, if yeah. someone's rude, it's probably someone who just saw it and doesn't know anything about it. Mm. But, like my followers, they know how to conduct themselves because it's kind of like copying the way I conduct mm. myself online. I'm really proud of that.
0: That's iconic.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
0: Tell us a little bit about the community in Industry Icon. How have you found it being around other business owners? Because obviously not everyone necessarily is in makeup. We're all different kinds of creatives.
1: I think that's what I love about it. Because you're learning from other people, not just you and your guests, but the mistakes they've made Mm. or the pivots they've done, Mm. what didn't work for them. I think it's a, a lot of people we buy things like classes and lessons and memberships and we learn about what people did right Mm. but we forget how much more we can learn from people's mistakes and stuff that didn't work out for them that's my favorite especially Mm. because they're coming from different industries Mm. so I think like it's more helpful especially with someone like me that's departing right I can take this so many ways. I can go to retail. I can go to franchise. I can sell things. I can build things. So it's like learning from different industries, you get ideas for yourself as well.
0: A hundred percent. I love that take on the mistakes are Mm -hmm. more important than what to do, right? Because I agree. When I think about my mentors and the people I've paid to learn from, I see it as like they save me time because I know the things that they're like don't do this (laughs) this will be Mm -hmm. something that could be the difference between an extra 100k next year in your business and minus 100k it's something like you know the successful business without burning out like they'll tell Uh me do it this
1: way to not burn Uh out and also not just the the money the time Mm -hmm. you cannot pay for time if you wasted time on something that they could have told you oh my god don't do that yeah That is so good. I love that. I'm going to think about that
0: even more now when I'm like joining my masterminds. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, that is a big part of what I pay for. So what has been your favorite thing about Industry Icon Mastermind, And What's been your kind of like main takeaway, would you say?
1: What I love is everyone is rooting for one another. Mm -hmm. It's genuine. I can feel it. It's not forced. Someone's always replying to something immediately. Mm -hmm. They're so open. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid to be vulnerable to Mm -hmm. share the struggles even of little things things you wouldn't even think about that people struggle with so I love that honesty it's like you paid for one thing and you got a hundred (laughs) things yeah I love that thank you
0: and I think this is what is so powerful about a mastermind. You come for one thing and you hit the nail on the head. You get a lot more than just what you paid for. Mm-hmm. I have loved you being in the mastermind, Grishan. And I just love seeing where your business is going. Again, it's been so wonderful, like us creating like the the next version, like where it's going. And I just can't wait to be cheering you on from the sidelines. So where can everyone find you as if they didn't follow you already we know they're following okay. you already but tell us where should everyone go to find you Grisham
1: so on social it's just Deepa Chopra everywhere else on the website deepachopra.com it's really that simple <laughs> we love <So> that's <laughs> all I can maintain but I do thank you Harry I feel your support I really do I always felt it I always felt like you're cheering for me. It's like I can hear you in my head. So I'm very grateful. Thank you.
0: Oh, Thank you, Grishan. Again, I just, you are you are incredibly talented. You're a beautiful human being. And I just love what you've done and what you continue to do. So it is the biggest pleasure in the world. Thank you so much being on the podcast. This has been such a lovely conversation. We will link all Grishan's details down below in the show notes as well. And we'll see you soon for another episode. Bye, Grishan. bye. Thank you so much for listening to Freelance with Freedom. I'd love to continue this conversation over on Instagram. So come hang out with me at Freelance with Freedom. You can follow me there for mini trainings that include mindset and strategy to help you step into the CEO role in your business. And if you're interested in taking this work further, head to www.harriethadfield.com to find out more about working together. I'm wishing you an incredible week and I can't wait to see you in the next one.